Okay, your boy is back. Your boy is back. I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. So we got. I'm gonna. We're gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you guys my conference championship predictions. Conference championship weekend is here. Um, we got. We're gonna. We're gonna get into a lot. We're gonna get into the entails of the game. I got some NBA talk. I want to bring up. Um, OBJ. We all have seen that for the last few days, you know, develop the OBJ story of LSU and the security guard and the handing out money. Of course, I'm going to tackle that. Um, and maybe we get into the Astros a little bit later as well, like we did last um, episode. But without further ado, let's go. Are you guys ready? Um, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So first, I want to start off with the quote of the day or, or of the episode. <clears throat> Today's quote is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So the shots you don't take, the risk you don't take in life, of course you're going to fail because you didn't take the risk. Always aim for the stars. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So... Let's go. Um, this OBJ situation, Odell Beckham. So, I've been half and half Odell Beckham. I've been skeptical at times because at times he has um, done some immature stuff. He has uh, put himself in bad situations. Hasn't looked good as far as the optics. Of course, I've been critical of him, but also have been. Uh, I've been. Congratulations. I've been positive towards Odell Beckham these last, since he's ever joined Cleveland. Since he got traded to Cleveland, uh, I think the Giants, I didn't think the Giants did him no, no, no justice. Uh, I don't think they did him no justice. And the Giants, you know, the organization that have, that they have gone down as an organization for these last few years. Uh, I think they should have been moved off of Eli. Odell was Eli's band-aid. He, he was covering all of Eli's uh, scars, because Eli, Eli hasn't been good for years, Eli hasn't been good for years, and they were just now, they're just now seeing that, but nevertheless, they got, they shipped Odell out of town, when he goes to Cleveland, and it's, it's a bad situation, it's a bad situation, um, I, I, I think he, honestly, I think he did a, a great job with, um, not being in the news so, this much, I mean, early in the season, he had the watch situation, uh, that I think I got him got on him about about the watch 
Uh, I didn't quite understand it. Uh, you know, I know you have a brand. I know he has a brand. He's a big brand. I often say, uh, you know how NBA stars are like marketable. Odell is an NBA star in the NFL. He he has a lot of Instagram followers. He has a lot, he has a huge following. So I, I get the brand aspect of his business or of his tactics, and he's very attention seeking. He is an attention seeker. And it's cool. I like his swagger. I like his mojo. I like Odell. Um, but this this whole situation with first, I want to first because it's two of them. It's two situations. First, I think he had a little bit more. I think he had a little bit much to drink. Um, just by looking at the situations, especially like in the locker room, I think Odell had a little bit, a little bit more. You know, a, something he should he should have stopped after the first drink. Um, he had a little too, a little bit too many drinks. I think that's the first part right there. But like, like I've been saying, I've been, I was actually proud of Odell when, uh, you know, the, as the season transpired and as times got hard, and you know the Cleve, the Browns losing, and Odell really wants to win. He really wants to win. And despite all of that, and not winning, and the coaching situation, and Baker and his mess. And, uh, and the GM and his moves, his his stupid moves that he made, Odell was probably the most, he was probably the best composed out of this situation. You know, out of the stars, the franchise. Like, Odell, he represented, he represented himself better than Baker did. And Baker is the franchise guy. And this is why I get on Baker a lot. Because Baker is supposed to be the franchise guy, and he's supposed to overcome these situations. And, and even even off the field, Baker didn't do a good job. Press conferences didn't do a good job. Uh, the commercials, enough of them. But Odell was mature throughout the season. Um, he really wanted to win, and I saw it. So I do give him props on that. Um, and then I'm not going to bash him for what he did with the, uh, I, I understand, yeah, it's an NCAA rule with handing out money to the to, to collegiate players. I get it. Okay. It's, it, it's an NFL rule. I mean, it's an NCAA rule. It's bogus. It's, it, it's in the, it's in the works of being changed and flipped, but of course he shouldn't have done it. And of course, Odell's attention, he's an attention seeker. Um, yeah, that's what Ob- that's when o- that's what that's what Odell has been since he's entered the league. He's been an attention seeker. He's been a guy that's worried about his brand and the business aspect of himself and his brand. I get it. And you, you don't think? Do you think this is the first time that like o- Odell's money exchange with the LSU players? It just got- but that happens all throughout collegiate sports, all throughout collegiate, every collegiate, most of these. Top tier collegiate athletes have encountered a situation just like that. It's just that Odell's is on camera. He's Odell, and it's bad optics. Alum. Now, what the the part I can't get is how how the NCAA they they do all of these things in the pre recruiting process of trying to of trying to get leverage of these top tier players. Um, you know, it, they, they allow. Former players or like like LeBron, he usually gives Ohio, the Ohio State football team some gear. They allow that. Odell all throughout this year has been has been gifting LSU with some gear. They allow that. Beats headphones. They allow that. They, they like I said, 
the the pre recruitment the, the the recruitment process of trying to get these top tier players they they allow a lot of things but then when you know when it's something so small where you know Odell's handing out money it, it, it's a problem it's an issue for the NCAA but there's other instances where Odell has given given gear and merchandise to LSU football and LeBron has done it to various schools and it it it, it happens all throughout the NCAA. It happens all throughout the NCAA. Um, I, I I'm not mad at it. I I because I'm not gonna be the I'm not gonna be the guy that bashes the NCAA. I, I I've already done that. Uh, earlier or last year, early on in the football season, I did that. I, I bashed NCAA due to the rule. I don't. Th- I think the rule is bogus. I I don't even think I talked about it with Chase Young when the Chase Young incident happened. I don't even think I talked about it because we all know the rule is it, it's not a great rule. Um, the NCAA should be way much more better and pass this rule because all of the states are passing it and granted are and and they're granting that student athletes get paid. So the rule doesn't even matter anymore. But it is bad optics. And yes, Odell could be a little bit smarter and wiser to when to do certain things. But Odell sees a camera. O- Odell being Odell is gonna get he. he, he He's gonna get the attention. He's gonna pull out the wop of a hundred blue dollar bills. He's gonna pull out the wop. He's gonna exchange it with LSU players. That's what Odell is. That's who he is. And then the locker room situation with the security guard and the pat on the butt. Um, I think like I said, I think he had a little bit much. I think he had a little bit too much to drink. I I I I, I probably. Saw that. That's what I. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting throughout the video because I've watched the video over and over and over again, and that's what I'm getting from the video. He probably had a little bit too much to drink. Um, the security guard. He's not even a police officer. Um, you know, I, I hate to uh, marginalize somebody's work, but he's not even a police officer. Uh, he was a security guard for the for Mercedes Dome, for the Mercedes Superdome or Mercedes Benz Dome Superdome. Uh, he's a security guard there. So he's not a police officer. I think, you know, Dale, you know, he was harassing. I'm not going to say he was harassing one of the players, but he was questioning one of the players. And it did look like he had an intent to come in there and, like, uh, piss on the parade, uh, per se, because LSU had won the national title. You know, the locker room, guys are celebrating. It's a, it's an eventful and joyful setting right now uh, in the locker room of LSU. It's an eventful setting. So, a lot is going on. And he comes in. I think he is. I mean, I don't know. I, from, from the intent, it looks like in the video, from just from my perspective, my through my lens, it just seems like he's uh, he's being a little, he, he's questioning, uh, you know, what are the players drinking? It doesn't matter. They won. The game's over. So, most of these guys are going to the NFL in the next couple months. So, Odell gives the police officer a little pat on the butt. Uh, officer, the way how he turned around and looked, didn't like it. Um, Odell, you know, I like I said, too much to drink. I think he had too much to drink, but I think that was just the atmosphere within the locker room. Um, and yeah, the the, the police, the, the well, the security guard, he should understands that, but he doesn't. 
he reacts, uh, didn't react, you know, just the look that he gave Odell was like, oh, whoa, whoa, what, what are you doing, bro? So it, it was, it was a, something like that. Nothing to be, I mean, you know, I heard that they're trying to minimize and marginalize the crime, um, you know, because that, that could be viewed as assault or, you know, that that can be viewed as assault. But I think they're going to, you know, Odell's representatives uh, and the Mercedes Superdome, I suggest, or Louisiana police, I suggest, uh, they're trying to work something out, but I like like the with the Odell situation, um, with the handing out the cash. We all know it's against it, it, it's a violation with you know within the NCAA standard and rules. We get it; it's a violation. It is, but it happens all the time. Like it, it happens all the time. You know, I know a lot of people are surprised to see that on camera, but. Like I said, Odell's an attention seeker. He's an attention seeker. He sees cameras. Brand, Odell, OBJ. Like, so he did what he did. Um, I think, yes, he should be a little bit smarter. He should be a little bit smarter than that, um, you know, what he did. But I think with the with the locker room situation, I think, you know, just the atmosphere of the locker room, what was going on at the time, what had happened. Like, you got to add context to the store, you gotta add context to the situation. You know, you, you just can't take a you can you know anybody that's what, and that's what's wrong with social media these days. You know, anybody can take a clip, they can take clippings of things, and they can just take pieces and pieces of a video and post it and upload it to social media and Instagram and Twitter, and it's taken out of the wrong aspect. But if you add context to the story. And you get a little bit of more uh, of the setting and the atmosphere. It's like, oh, okay, I see why. I can see why he did such thing. You know, if you if, if everybody's just posting a clip of Odell patting the security guard on the in the, in the butt on the butt, yes, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. But if you surround yourself with some context, with the setting, what's going on in the in, in the in the place right now, in the atmosphere. You would obviously get that it's a celebratory moment uh, within the LSU locker room after winning the national title. They're celebrating joyful and eventful atmosphere. Odell does it. Is it the smartest thing? No. But I think he had a little bit more. I think he had a little bit too much to drink. And it's the atmosphere. And I provided contacts. So, you know, I know some people probably took that out overboard and overdid it and they saw the clip and they didn't get the proper contacts and they just run with a theory they just run with a, a stereotype they just automatically run with it but that's why you got to add some contact like i say i say it all the time with these stats and these players and these games add some contacts to it you can just look at anybody just look at the score sheet like, oh this team won that team won and that team lost you got to add context to it. You add context to a thing, that's called deeper analysis. You're getting in deeper. You look, you're searching and looking for the best possible answer or outcome. Add context to this, this type of stuff. That's what's wrong with social media. You know, they just post a clip, upload a clip, and it just shows the clip. And sometimes the clip can have bad optics. But then when you when you when you get all this when you get the whole entire story, the entirety of the story and some and some contacts surrounding it, boom, you got your answer. 
I'll be back uh, to talk about some, uh, probably some Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyrie Irving. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyrie Irving and my latest news on that. I'll see you guys. Okay, so Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Um, after the after the loss early this week, I was watching a lot of NBA basketball. I was watching a lot of NBA basketball this week. Caught a few games. Caught a few teams that I wanted to look out for and watch. Um, so Kyrie Irving comes out and says, "Hey, <laughs> we have glaring needs. The Nets have gl- have glaring needs." <sighs> Kyrie, 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 Kyrie. So, I, let me tell you, I, I've been a critic of Kyrie since he, since he's, since the, since the decision of him wanting to leave LeBron. First, I couldn't really understand why he wanted to leave LeBron. Uh, before he met LeBron, he was a loser in Kyrie. Uh, the, the ultimate, like, the ultimate type, you know, of guy that Kyrie was. His perception around the league was, hey. Kyrie, hey, he's he's often hurt, ego, diva, that needs the ball, not willing to pass. That, that, that was him. That was him in that was him in Cleveland, pre LeBron. Teams up with LeBron, wins a title, goes to the finals a few times in a row. Hey, Kyrie's all of, all of a sudden looked at as a top five point guard in the league. No problem, because he's gifted, he's talented, he has the talent to be a, a top five point guard in this league. No problem, no, 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 no questions. But then he goes to Boston. Boston has acquired all these young pieces. Boston has a great head coach in in, in Brad Stevens, uh, Danny Ainge, good front office. That you know they have all these draft picks. They bring in free agents and they bring in young players. And you know, Kyrie can't get it right there. You know, he he, he can't get it right there. Often hurt. You know, he, stopping. He 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 minimized and mar- he marginalized Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown's ceiling. Often had you know, often had a lot of off the court issues and carried a lot of baggage. And you know, I like Kyrie as a player. I think he's talented. I think he's gifted, but. He has a lot of baggage with him. He has a lot of baggage, and when he when he first left LeBron, LeBron took a lot of heat, and I was like, I don't know how LeBron can take a lot of heat. Before before Kyrie met the guy, Kyrie was a loser. Kyrie didn't know what the playoffs looked like. Gets LeBron on his team, you know, LeBron takes him to the finals. LeBron wins him a title, and it's like, oh, it's LeBron's fault. It's like what, what, what? How? How's LeBron's fault? 
But, you know, I was like, okay, you know, Kyrie's better off in Boston. He has a nice young core to play with. He has, you know, a oh, good coach that, that, that Brad Stevens makes point guards better. So, you know, here they come. Um, yep, and then he leaves. So he goes to Brooklyn. Goes to Brooklyn with Durant. I question Durant's move to Brooklyn. I question it. Because you leave Curry, who is leader, often head is screwed on, doesn't have a lot of baggage, well-ran organization and up in Golden State, you're up in Silicon Valley. You're like, okay. You go to Brooklyn. And Kyrie still is hurt. Kyrie is still making illegitimate comments. He's still doing Kyrie Irving type-ish. And it's like, dude, you have so much baggage. And mentally, Kyrie, I I, I wouldn't want to build the franchise around him. Mentally. I think he's talented as a player. He's a great closer. His handle is nice. He's He's a walking 30 points a night. But... Mentally, he's not there. You know, I, I, I know he's a smart guy, but mentally, I wouldn't want to build my franchise around him. He doesn't say the right things often. Here it goes once again. Tumult, the Nets have glaring needs. It's out there, you know, it's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order for us to be at that next level. And I'm going to continue to reiterate it. You know, we're going to do the best with the guys that we have within our locker room now. And, you know, we worry about all the other stuff in terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization uh, down the line. Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but obviously it's pretty glaring that we need, you know, one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself, KD, DJ, GT, Spence, Karrison. You know, we'll see how that. Wow. So, you know, you call out the players that are like the the, the core. You call- Ooh. You call out the core players of the Nets and you say, hey, you know, we got myself, KD, you know, DeAndre Jordan, Curtis Laverne, others, Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, we got, we, they, these guys are good, but these other guys around us got to go. They're not good enough. Not good enough. So you call out, you call out your teammates. You had similar situations in Boston. This could create a very cancerous locker room and setting. It's just not good optics by Kyrie. It's just not good optics by Kyrie. I I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know what to say anymore about Kyrie. Um, The the Nets are five and nine without him. He hasn't played since I don't know when. He's often hurt. He's very needy. It's just not my. It's just not my steal. It's just not my speed. I, I don't know what it. I, you know the, the 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 other like the all time great players that off that that lead organizations: LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, Dirk, Bird, Magic, Wade, uh, Shaq. Like the all the the all time greats that lead their teams. You just don't hear this type of stuff, and they all have similar things in common, and it's the mental makeup. It's the mental makeup, and I, me personally, I think Kyrie, he's a really good talent. 
He's a really good talent at the point guard position. Uh, three ball, handle, finishing, touch, all of it. He has all the skills in the world, but as far as, you know, the mental makeup, you know, stars come in different shapes and, you know, we all know NBA stars and Hall of Famers and all-timers come in different shapes and forms and fashions. Bird is not athletic. LeBron is freakishly athletic. Kawhi is quiet. LeBron talks a lot. Curry is small and miniature. Will is big and seven foot, and it's a man child. But they all have similar things in common, and it's the mental makeup, the mental aspect of the game, and Kyrie just hasn't figured it out. Just hasn't he just haven't figured it out, and I, I don't know what's gonna what is what 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 is it gonna take. Um, you know, hope you know. Wish the best to them to the Nets. Um, you know, the the wait they're they're patiently waiting on Durant to come back. He'll be back next season. But this whole Kyrie thing, I question Durant's move from going from you know Curry, who's hey Curry's a leader. Mental makeup is there, all-time great, wins titles, Kyrie is Kyrie. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know what to say about this. Um, I, Well, I just told you, but <laughs> it's just another case of Kyrie Irving going and being Kyrie Irving. It's just who he is. But on to the next. So Jimmy Garoppolo, I hear this a lot with Jimmy G, and I don't like it. I've been a I've been a off I've been a, a big time supporter of Jimmy G all throughout this season. And all throughout this season, all I have ha- all I've have all I have heard has been constant doubt. Doubt, doubt, doubt. Constant doubt of Jimmy Garoppolo. And all he's done this year has made you guys believers. And for some odd, strange reason, you still don't believe in him. But this Sunday, he'll beat Aaron Rodgers. He'll lead his team to victory. You know, like he always, like he's, like he's always done with a twenty-five, with a twenty-one and five record as a starter. Twenty-one and five record as a starter. Thirteen and three this season. Now in the NFC Championship game. And all I hear is still constant doubt. You know, I, I get it. Okay, he has a great coach. Brady Brady has a good coach. Troy Aikman had a good coach. Dan Marino had a good coach. John Elway had a good coach. Joe Montana had a good coach. So, so you're gonna give me the excuse? Oh, he has a good co- Kyle Shanahan playmate. Oh my gosh, he, he, Kyle Shanahan playmate offensive play calling. Really? And then you give me the excuse of, oh wow, his defense is top tier. But did you not watch the first three Super Bowls of the New England dynasty? Yeah, they had a great defense. Oh, yeah, Troy Aikman. Oh, yeah, the Cowboys those years had a great defense. Yeah. Oh, Terry Bradshaw? 
Oh, yeah. He had the 70 Steelers defense. Yeah, my bad. So you're going to give me the excuse of the, oh, he has a great defense. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Seattle, Legion of Boom. Oh, yeah, you forgot about that. Okay. He had a great defense, though. Yeah, he, he has a great defense. We're not really just going to say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is good. Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to win a title. He's good enough for you to win a title. You know, I think this is what happens. I think with 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 fantasy football and we, you know, we're so infatuated with the numbers and the stats and the MVP awards and the highlights, we just we just simply forget about wins and losses. We just simply forget about that. We forget about wins and losses. Jimmy Garoppolo is 21 and 5 as a starter. 21 and 5 as a starter. I think we make it too difficult on ourselves. We we try to dig up these stats and we try to we try to you know, you know, we we always try to dig up stats and try to find, oh, why is this guy so efficient and why is he so good? When we just simply forget about does he win? How many games does he win? What's his win-loss record? Instead, we look at the fantasy football numbers and we look at the passer rating and we look at the yards and we look at the touchdown to interception ratio and we try to break that down and we try to you know cooperate all those stats and try to come up with this one big analysis when we just don't look at the wins and loss column and be like Oh yeah, this guy's twenty-one and five as a starter. Oh yeah, um, he's thirteen and three this year. Oh yeah, uh, he's in that. He's in the conference championship game. Yeah, we we try to dig up all these stats, and yeah, the stats are good. The stats, yeah, we can always pull out stats, but <laughs> I mean, sometimes we just, we gotta look past that. Be like, in the biggest moments. When it's time for Jimmy Garoppolo to step up, he's done that all year. He's done that for the 49ers all year. When it was time to make the big third down throw, when it was time to make make that game-clenching, game-winning drive, Jimmy Garoppolo has done that. He's done it. And he's done it against the best of the best. He's done it. And I think we just, we just look, we just, we, we overthink certain things. Don't overthink certain things. We overthink certain things. We try to pile up all these stats, the numbers and the schemes. And we try to go look at film and it's like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, what is he? How is he so good? He, he, he wins a lot. <laughs> he doesn't lose a lot. He wins, the dude, the dude wins a lot. We that we like we gotta put this fantasy football stuff to rest. J- Jameis Winston is a football quarterback. Jameis Winston, have you seen his fantasy football like numbers? You know, Jameis Winston. He is so good. He is so good, fantasy football wise. But. Look at his stats. Oh, my God. You look at Jameis' stats. Oh, my God. 60. He, he threw for 5,000 yards. 33 touchdowns. Oh, 30 interceptions. 
a seven and nine record. But and look, look at the fantasy points though. Three hundred fantasy points on average. Jameis Winston is a great fantasy football quarterback. But who would you rather have to start your franchise? Who would you rather have to start your franchise? The guy with the 28 and 42 career record or the guy with the 21 and 5 career record with playoff win in his pocket and now in the NFC championship game? Who who would you want? Who would you want? Who 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 would you want? The guy that went seven and nine this year, but had a but had a gazillion of fantasy points, or you want the guy that went you know t- you know thirteen and three, twenty one and five as a starter, you know six touchdowns, you know in the, in the biggest moments in the biggest moments of the season, you know. The guy, you know, 67 complete, you know, 67 and a half complete percentage, 6 and 1 pass touchdown interceptions, you know, 102.4 passer rating, you know. Oh, then overtime, big, big, big time drives in the fourth quarter, you know. Or you want the guy, that, you know, that constantly throws interceptions and, you know, has bad judgment, you know. Matt Ryan's a good. Fantasy quarterback, but but Matt Ryan, he's a B quarterback. I always say it. Matt Ryan is a B quarterback. I, I I've been I'm telling you, he had one tremendous year with Kyle Shanahan. All his other years, this this is what I do. You take out a quarterback's best year, you take out their worst year, and you look in between that, and you find out who they are. Matt Ryan, you take out his best year, his MVP year, and you take out his worst year, his rookie year, you find out who Matt Ryan is. He is a B quarterback. He's a B quarterback. You know, you, you can be a realtor, but you can have a you can have eight B sales. But just because out of that, you can have ten sales, but one of those sales are A sales, and you were able to sell that mansion because your parents knew somebody that wanted a mansion, and you were able to make that one A sale, but the rest of your nine sales are Bs? That make you a B realtor. You're not an A realtor. You just had an A sale because your parents knew somebody that wanted to buy a mansion, and you sold that mansion. It was an A sale. But the rest of your sales, the, re- the other nine of your sales are B sales. And that makes you a B realtor. And Matt Ryan, he had one great year, one MVP year. But a bunch of B other, you know, other good years, he's not bad. But he's a B quarterback. He's a B guy. So stop trying to sell me on this numbers and stats and Jimmy Garoppolo's not good enough. Oh, he's good enough. He's good enough. He's better than these guys that you love that get you fantasy football play points and all that. And he throws 30. In the, no, yeah, he's good enough. He's good enough. Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough. You'll see this Sunday. <clears throat> I'll be back on the other side.
Okay, so for these two, for these two conference championship games, NFC championship game, AFC championship game, I got some. T- give you guys. I'm sorry. Before I give you guys my predictions, I got some takeaways that I want to take away from this game. Um, first, Aaron Rodgers. I think with the Packers, first Aaron is going to have to throw to somebody else other than other than Devontae Adams. He's got to throw to somebody else. I think they will also they, the, the the Packers can't come out here with their same regular formula that they've been playing with. They can't come out here and run the ball two straight downs and on third down and six or seven. You can't expect to get something big and be efficient all day. I think the Packers will have to take their shots down the field. I think that was some of the pro- some of the problem. With the with the with the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins, they were playing too conservative, and they rarely took shots. They rarely took shots down the field, and with a with a aggressive defense like this 49ers defense is like Tyson. This for this 49er defense is like Mike Tyson. If you if you can survive the 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 first few rounds and blows of Mike Tyson, you can you have. But if you do not be aggressive and knock them off their feet first, it's going to be a long evening for the Packers and that offense and for Aaron Rodgers. You, you got you gotta be aggressive. You gotta come out swinging. That's how Holyfield beat Tyson. That's how. That's exactly how Holyfield Holyfield beat Tyson. You, you in order to beat Tyson, you gotta be aggressive. You can't you can't just take those punches. You gotta swing. And if you're Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and that offense, if you're if you're if you're part of that personnel offensively, you got you have to come out swinging and being aggressive. Because if you try to play too conservative and you try to play it safe, this 49er defense, especially that front seven, is going to get on top of you. That front seven is going to jump on top of you. So you have to you have it's it's critical that you it's a must that you must jump on them early to 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 get them off of you a little bit to calm you down a little bit get those first few swings in you have to be assertive and aggressive assertive and aggressive the double A's for Aaron Rodgers this week assertive and aggressive you cannot worry about your interceptions. Who cares if Aaron Rodgers throw two and three, two three interceptions? Who cares? Who cares? He's gonna have to take some shots down the field, and he's he's gonna have to throw to somebody other than Devontae Adams. I think that's what this. I think that's his, that's what this game is called for. You're gonna have to take some shots down the field, and you got to be aggressive. You must be aggressive to beat this 49er team. Second for the AFC Championship game, Andy Reid. I know you know. I heard, I've been hearing the question about Patrick Mahomes has a lot of pressure and he he has to win this game. Andy Reid. This is his. This he's been in this. He's been in this type of situation plenty of times. And me, I like great coach. And yes, I do think he is a win away or a couple wins away from like actually solidifying like 
how great of a all time, uh, how great of a coach he is. And with him, if he wins these next few games, if he can win next two, he solidifies his spot as a all time coach. I've cut him slack because hey, you lose the, you lose the Belichick and the Patriots. Okay, you lose to some great. That that great Tampa Bay team. You lose to Kurt Warner and, and and the greatest show on turf. Okay, you lose to some. You lose to some good teams and some good time, big time, all time quarterbacks and coaches. And for most of your career, y'all can agree that McNabb and Alex Smith are good quarterbacks. But they're not Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They're not Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Now you have Mahomes. Let's make it happen, baby. Let's let's make it happen. You lost to Belichick and Brady last year. Okay, we get it. You didn't get the ball back. You know, if D Ford is on sides, you guys win and you probably win the Super Bowl. But now, now you have the Tennessee Titans. Not to take away from the Titans. Because they have made a historic run, and Derrick Henry has had an historic run. But this is the perfect opportunity to seize Andy Reid's all-time rank as a coach in NFL history. This is the perfect time to do it. And you have the quarterback to do it. Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the league. And he's the most talented quarterback in this game. So you should win it. No excuses. You should win it. Other years, you've had McNabb. You have had um, Alex Smith. We get it. They're they're good quarterbacks. You know they're man, they're mostly game managers. But you gotta cash in this time. You have to cash in. You're playing against the inferior opponent, according to Vegas, and you have the better quarterback. Everybody knows that. Win or go home. I think this is a big game for Andy Reid. I like Andy Reid. This is the time for him to season his position. Thank you. We'll be back. Okay, so I'm back. Um, my game picks. My game picks. Kansas City, uh, Tennessee goes to Kansas City. I think the Kansas City Chiefs win. The Chiefs win. I'm going to give them the edge, 31-23. to 23. Uh, I think Kansas City will be a little bit too much offensively for Tennessee to handle. Uh, I think Tennessee will be put in some predicaments and situations to make throws. Uh, I think they'll get behind a little bit early. I think the Chiefs can get a stop, and I think the Chiefs can build a lead. And with them building a lead, I think the Titans will go away from the running game because they will have to be forced to pass and throw the ball down the field. That puts the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hand. I'm going to take Mahomes over Tannehill. I, I think the I think the Chiefs win. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win this game uh, in a close one, in a one possession game, 31-23. I think the the Vegas spread right now is I think seven. I'm gonna take them to win. I'm gonna take them to win this game. Uh, I feel I feel 
pretty good about it. Not as much as the 49er game, but I feel good about it. I think Derrick Henry, if you, if you, of course, if you lessen his production and his carries, I think I don't think the Titans' offense is as potent or as efficient. Um, I don't think they'll be able to set up the play action as 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 well as they have been doing these last few games. Uh, I think because with Kansas City and their potent offense, I think they would kind of try to build the lead, and that would force that would force the, the the Titans to run the ball. I mean, to throw the ball down the field. That will force them to throw the ball down the field. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> So my next pick, my next pick for the AFC, the NFC title game, uh, Green Bay at the 49ers. I'm gonna take the 49ers. I think Green Bay will have to take shots down the field. I think they'll be a little reluctant to do so. Uh, um, I just, I just think the 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 49ers defense will overwhelm the Packers' limited offense. I think Jimmy Garoppolo in that offense will be able to make plays down the stretch. And I think this I think this 49ers offense will win. I think uh the 49ers will get like a two possession lead for a, a second. But then that's when the, you know the Packers will try to make a late run, but I don't think that would be enough. I'm going to have the I'm going to have the the 49ers winning. I got the 49ers winning and putting up 34 to 24. 34 24 49ers, uh, that's what I'm going with, 34-24, 49ers, I'm going to have the 49ers winning, I just think with that, with that, with that, with that, with that, uh, with that D-line, that suffocating D-line, and how quick it is, how fast it is, it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens and what transpires, uh, can't wait for these games, hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, episode, thank you for listening, thank you for clicking, Remember, always remember, two choices, one decision. I'm out. Enjoy those games. Uh, like I say, if you need any updates, Isaiah Kid Podcast on Instagram. Isaiah Kid Podcast, the way I spelled on Instagram, no spaces. Um, thank you, two choices, one decision. I'm out. Peace. See y'all. Enjoy those games, baby. Gone.